You're listening to the Empowering People More podcast with Eddie Perez. So, Jason, if 11 years ago when you obviously didn't get interviewed in our office space because it was a little tiny and you were across the street at the Einstein Bagels and you would catch me because of how much little sleep I would get, I would sleep underneath my desk. If I told you we would be where we are today, what would you have thought? You know, I would say that the only place that we could go is up since we had a meth clinic next to us. Our, uh, the methadone clinic was Our meetings were outside. You could not uh, take a shit. You'd have to walk a city block and go to Hotel 1140. Yeah, you had to go to the, the joint universal shared bathroom. Um, let's see, you were sleeping under your desk. You could hear everybody's phone conversations. Uh, dare not open the fridge. No, I really wouldn't expect that we would literally be in this building, sitting here, reminiscing about that, because I wouldn't <laughs> have thought that we would have made it this long. So, uh, and what's funny is I remember you said that uh, you were just looking for something steady. You thought it'd be six months. And what are some other things that the EPM experience has brought to you? Really, to me, loyalty. Uh, And it's a two-way street. But like you said, yes, I walked in that first day. I remember walking in. (laughs) Meredith is sitting there, and I'm looking around. I was like, okay, this is the office. Methadone people were to take the cigarettes that were partially smoked. I didn't think too much about it. I mean, it was dingy back in that corner. But then when I actually walked into the office, I believe you were there underneath your desk. No joke. Um, And I could see how small it was. And I said to myself, how did I get myself into this? And I was like, this will work for a couple months, and I'll go find something else. Kind of, you know, back then with holding pattern and mortgage back then, there's a lot of hopping around to different places. And quite honestly, no, I never would have thought 11 years later I would still be sitting here. So seeing us grow, what, twice really we moved now into what we are today. And even over the last two years, it's still like a crazy ride. And even the, I mean, you can say it's kind of a third move, just our evolution into hybrid with so many people that were working from home beforehand even before covid and now how we're really having to lead in the new culture uh, not just of this company but the organization um, with the virtualness and all yeah i mean you like you just said we had pretty much everybody used to be in home office for the most part every single day you'd see them five days a week maybe even on the weekend Now it's, you know, you're lucky if you see somebody and it's all Zoom calls or telephone conversations or the very rare occasion when people actually do come into the office, which is special, uh, especially for me. I don't have a lot of my employees. They're all over the country. I know a couple weeks ago I had 10 people in the office at one point. I was excited. So... And I know that the EPM experience also brought you a wife and two kids. Wife, two kids, house, all, all of that thing. All the great things in life have come to that. Uh, the, the two kids are something that I never thought that I would have. There's at times they test me, but hey, that's okay. That's part of fatherhood. Uh, well, you know, what they say, the price of greatness. It's always a price, and it's worth it. It is, it is. When I, you know, what has been my joke sometimes when I've said, when you've asked me, what does that cost? Oh, worth it. Worth it. Worth it's a very powerful price. It is. It is. But as you would say, you know, when I ask those questions, you kind of tilt your head to the side and give me a look of, 
you know, why did I bother asking that? Because you know you're going to tell me it's worth it. So. Yeah, and, you know, we're speaking about worth it, and we talk about the whole mentor-mentee relationship. What has, you know, the, the journey of 11 years and so many funny stories that probably could be its own reality show has helped you in, in mentoring and, and even your leadership development? You know, I would, that's a, that's a easy and a hard question at the same time. Uh, right now. Start easy, then go hard. Easy, <laughs> I would probably say all the experiences over the course of 11 years of seeing wacky things go on from loan programs to characters that we deal with to vendors have just given me a broad scope of experience. And now, literally, there's many times where I don't even realize, oh, I know that. Why? Because... I already went through it years ago and putting something in, in, implementing something to that aspect of just having all that experience. I remember back closing, somebody would come in new and then maybe come from a bank where you only have to click a button and you don't have to do a lot of stuff. I used to always say, if you could close here, you could close anywhere because you're going to see all kinds of different loans. So you were already early on mentoring people on how to improve their skills. Yes, because if you're not evolving, then you're going to get left behind constantly. Yeah. That, that, that's probably the biggest thing for me. I've evolved, you know, as you like to say, different versions. I probably don't look at myself in that, but just looking and adding different Software skills. is an easy yeah, one, yeah. you know, 2.03 patches yeah. here or there. But, it, you know, it, really going through and evolving and learning new skills have helped me a, a course over the years. And quite honestly, here at EPM, when I walked in that door and never thought I'd be here for more than six months, nothing but opportunity to learn those skills. And, and, and those skills, what have they also added uh, that mentoring that you've been able to do even in your personal life, because I know that you're an uncle, a brother, a husband now, a son. What are these? some of these developments have helped you? Uh, I would probably say a lot of the stuff that I have learned here and through you coaching, just working with people, taking home and applying that to other things. Just because it might be mortgage here, you could... Because, I mean, it's not life. Yeah, you could. it's Every, universal to life. life. You could the make that situation and put it in and, and kind of tell people from what your experience is. Not saying it's one size fits all, but, I mean, you could literally take what goes on here, life, and apply it outside in the rest of the world. What are some, I guess, fond memories that not only <laughs> you've shared here, but you've shared with others? Not even me. I'm talking about others and, and their own progression. I mean, obviously, we've got Ken Hartman, and that is a story. That always. should be an interview on its own and probably even a mini-series. Yes, uh, the, the, the Hartman Chronicles that we can create. But what are some fond, you know, like I'm, you know, it's proud to see where Jeff has come. Yes. Not only in his personal, but business, you know, where he even became uncomfortable, went into a different side of the business because it intrigued him. And then obviously his his personal challenge is he's overcome and triumph now. What are some other moments what is some advice that you've seen it's like watering a plant that's what i always say about leadership you got to keep watering the plant and then give it nutrients both to help it grow that you've seen it even some people that maybe have graduated they they left the organization but they left for something to grow them and we helped and you helped get them there i would probably say outside of jeff who has really wanted to learn as many things as possible and you know get good at his skills, especially with the, the CA class, I would probably say the first person that jumps out to my mind would be Leo. Uh, Leo being in charge of underwriting, going off and you know doing his own thing on an island, and then coming back and being such a team player that he is. I couldn't ask for any more help you know, for doing special projects and getting on and 
helping people out and seeing him evolve into what he's become more as a leader uh, through coaching. What do you think helped in that matter? Uh, I'm probably going to say him feeling that he's free to make decisions and be empowered, quite honestly. He, yes. Do you feel he wasn't empowered previously here? Yes, I would say that before he was not empowered, and now him being empowered and being able to make those decisions and see them through and actually see them you know, be a, have a positive impact, huge for him. So I would probably say Leo is my number one person that I've seen. Of course, you know, empowerment has two sides. You know, we won't get into the details, but, you know, we, we empowered people to, at one point in time in our career here, to surf the Internet freely, and it took it down twice. So... <laughs> But no, I, I agree that it's it's worth it. Once again, that sometimes you got to test those boundaries. What's an example where you did some empowerment that may have gone wrong, but it, it taught something to everybody else? Mine didn't involve porn and crashing the internet. Uh, but there's been times where you know, giving somebody a little bit too much of a leash, and they're not used to it or don't know how to act really PC-like and they get power ego. hunger. Ego yeah. ego gets in the way yeah. or, or wording and tone. Having, How did you bring that back from what you learned in other experiences? I use myself as an example all the time because one, it's easy for me to use myself as an example. I used to be... In what sense did you life. use yourself? Um, you know, my experience, once again, I used to be mid-management or going through or being the small man in the cube and having an opinion and wanting to you had an opinion? Yes, I had a big <laughs> mouth, which shocks me. Well, that works well here. It does work. It does. This is one of the only places that it works here. Well, you, gotta, you can't stifle cr- uh, creativity. You, yeah, you can't. I wouldn't even say creativity. It's just, you know, you have a passion for what you're doing, and you want somebody to listen to make sure that what you're doing is efficient and you could rise up the whole company. So No, but I'm saying as an organization, when you talk about empowerment, you can't stifle creativity. No. That's one of the challenges. You've got to let people learn. One of the biggest things for me was learning from my own mistakes, it, falling down on my face, get back up. Batting 350. Yeah, batting 350. Exactly. Three and a half for 10, that's all you got to do, just like baseball. You're going to fail at a lot of things yeah. and, and embrace failing because you're going to learn from it. And then good will come and you will get those hits and you will bat 350. And then also you'll give tips to other people so that when they're at bat, They'll get. The they know what too. to look for. Well, and they, and they, and then it's on them, and that's all you can really do as a leader, okay. Okay. and as a mentor. What is, you know, you talked about Jeff. You know, you talked about you know Leo. What are some other, you know, people that you're mentoring today, and how that relationship goes back that you've learned from them, they've learned from you. That's been real refreshing for you. You know, I would probably say I've really started doing it with uh, Kevin and, and Joanne. And really, you know, sometimes people get focused on volume or numbers, and they think that tells the whole story. And I remember back in the day doing a report. I used to have have a report every day to somebody. And I'll say, you mean the one that you wouldn't fix? Uh, no, well, that was two reports. Yes, there is a report that I would send. You had the legitimate report, but then you would send out the other one knowing it wasn't no, going to show up. Fake, somebody just wanted to see the email. Yes, yeah, so see the email. But you know, if you did the legit report. You would be wasting two to three hours of your day. And I always remembered saying this. Reports don't say everything in the situation. They tell you a part of the story, but they do not tell you the whole Well, they, they can allow you to create agendas, especially they, they, if you want to be negative. You could go either way with a report because it's just numbers, but actually going through and experiencing and sharing those experiences with other people, you know, especially how I said volume. 
Everything's not a number. Just because you maybe had the same volume as last, last month, is your pull-through higher? Is your uh, life cycle alone less than what? It, are those trends going? And if those are going in a positive way, that means you are growing and more volume will come with it naturally. Sure, yeah. You're hitting a higher batting percentage, really, is if you want to go. That's the 350. And when people see that you're batting... And you're also going from singles to doubles, so... You, and you're getting people you're getting to pay attention. Hits too. Yes. Yeah. So you're, you're doing good, and people start taking notice of that. And they're like, oh, you got a good hitting streak. Okay, let me send EPM more business. Or maybe it's, you know, retail side. Hey, EPM's doing great, and we have a builder uh, account. Send them more, more, more. The quicker you Or they go, even get the, courage. They get the courage. A lot of times it's about people feeling they've got the support to be able to do in, it. And people looking out and seeing, you know, I, I would say Carpatella uses this a lot. Get people to peek over the fence. What's going on over there? That looks like fun. How have you done that with the people you're leading? Celebrating wins, showing them the positive things, going through, as you and I like to call it, Smokey the Bear and preventing. Only you can prevent. Yeah, only you, you can prevent the it. forest fire. You know, <laughs> it, Paul Irvin explained this best to me. My, one of my main jobs is to keep stuff off of your plate. Then his main job is to keep stuff off of Kevin and my plate, down and down and down. And as if you get to the lowest person in the company, even if they practice that mentality of owning the loan and making sure if you do hand something off, the follow-up that it's being done, you're preventing forest fires because something's not going to snowball and get out of control. And next thing you know, you had a little campsite, and now it's a raging inferno. So teaching Smokey the Bear and, once again, using past experiences. Hey, I got burned on this. This is what you do not do. But this is what you do do to make it go right, and most of it is just basic communication. So you would say that your mentoring style would be more of a collaboration type of effort? Yes, experience, you know, what's going on now, kind of who you're, as you like to say, play the man, not the situation. Yeah. Know who you're talking to. Sometimes, you know, you could have it to where you could be blunt with somebody and just explain it how it is. Sometimes you've got to sugarcoat it to, to give it a little bit better because some people... Got to give some... Well, some people like context. Some people like context, myself, and yeah. that, that is a yeah. dig on me. Uh, also, with... That the, wasn't a dig. I'm uh, just saying some people like the... Um, they want to know A through Z. No, There's that nothing mean, wrong with that. that There's nothing me. wrong because then you can probably move really fast after that. No, that is me, context. Uh, but giving them that and giving them the skill set of what's going on and, and how to handle people is one of the main things of show the way and preventing forest fires with Smokey the Bear. Gotcha. Well, you know, it's been a, a lot of fun the last 11 years uh, together. I see nothing but another... 10, 20 years, because we're still at a relatively young age, all of us. Yes, we are. Uh, I'm speaking for myself. I'm sure you will agree that we we have a deep affinity and passion for this industry and what it does for uh, not only the people that are here, but also the consumer at home. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the growth. I'm looking forward to all the fun that we're having. Uh, And more importantly, I'm definitely looking to collaborate and get us all there. I'm looking forward to doing this again in 10 years and talking about the last decade. I guarantee you won't have any more hair. I guarantee that as well. And I guarantee I'll still have all mine. Yours will be salt and pepper, though. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll probably look like your shirt a little bit. Unless you dye it. I don't think I don't think I can see that. But if I do, you never know. Never say never. But if we do, then we can talk about this moment. Oh, we will. We will. Because I'm sure we'll still be in this building. I would hope so. I like this building. Yeah, no, I like this building. I don't know anywhere else we could go, really, that is centrally located. And even though there'll be more virtual, you'll still need that 
from the gym and everything else and the experience and the training. And it has indoor plumbing. We did not have that the first go around, so. It's true. I mean, we even have showers in our office. That is true. And toilet paper. Toilet paper, yeah. These are all things we used to not. You may laugh, but I mean, true story. It used to be rough. (laughs) All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care.